Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Equipping and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for the show. And with me today is Jeff, my friend Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show, brother. Dave, thanks so much for having me. Honored to be here. Yeah, man. It's so great to have you. Can you uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your your life, your marriage, your ministry, and any ministry projects you're working on? Absolutely. Absolutely. So my name is Jeff Minky, married to Lauren. Uh, we just celebrated 17 years, uh, 17th anniversary. So um, that's, that's where we're at in the marriage journey. Still beginners, very much beginners in learning. Uh, we've got yeah. two boys, a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old. Um, our 15-year-old loves to read. He is reading Lewis's Space Trilogy right now. Um, when we go to a baseball game, he brings a book. So that's our 15-year-old. And our 12-year-old wants to be playing music all day long. So he has got a guitar in his hands even now. So that's, that's kind of our world. Uh, Ten years ago, we planted Catalyst Church in Newport News, Virginia. It's um, a church plant just a few minutes walk from Christopher Newport University. So about a half of our congregation is college students. And then just a few months ago, I came on staff full time with our state convention, the SBCV here in Virginia. And so I serve as a regional strategist, which basically means we've got 130 churches in our region. And my job is to make sure they know they're not alone. So encouraging the churches, encouraging the pastors. Um, so a lot of my um, a lot of my ministry right now is is um, either at the church or at uh, with the state convention. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as ministry projects, um, I, I love writing. So I always feel like I'm I'm working on an article um, in some regard, um, and I've I've got. M- more book ideas than I can manage. <laughs> so you're, you're, you know, um, trying to figure out, okay, which one's, which one's the right one to, to develop at this point, but, um, love reading and writing and, um, and that kind of ministry. That's wonderful, brother. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have like you, I have more book ideas than I know what to do with my wife's always like, which one, are, which one I'm always like to my wife, which one should I work on next? Yeah, it seems like you're always posted about the, the next one. It's exciting to read, you know, what you're putting out there. I'm, I'm encouraged by your yeah. ministry. Thank you, brother. You too. I always enjoy having you write for us. And so it's a, it's a great privilege. And, you know, they do say 20 years, you know, it's like you're, you're if you're not at 20 years, you're just still warming up. So. All right. Well, there you go. Man. A couple I'm more there. Yeah. Me too. Us too. Like about five. So, yeah. For okay. Us, so, yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I know you want to, we're going to talk today about digital dominion, five questions Christians should ask about and take control of their digital devices. Uh, Can you tell us why you wrote it and how you hope it'll be received or is being received? Sure. So the book began as a paper for a seminary class I was taking with Bruce Ashford at Southeastern uh, Baptist Theological Seminary. It was a class on faith and culture. And he gave us a lot of leeway on this paper. And he said, Pick, pick a topic we've talked about and, and write a paper. So I chose how does the Bible shape how we use our, our cell phones, our digital devices? Um, mm. He responded favorably to the paper and uh, actually said, you should keep developing this. Keep thinking about it and turn it into a book. And so I did. I kept uh, 
kept working on the paper, read as many books as I could get my hands on um, mm-hmm. as far as technology and, and devices and things like that. And um, It's kind of like buying a red car, right? Whenever you buy a red car, you notice red cars all around you. Um, they're, they're, I forget the name of that principle, but you, you, you see it all the way. Well, all of a sudden I'm, I'm reading and writing about digital devices and I can't stop seeing them. I mean, everywhere I look, I'm like, oh gosh, another digital device and that, okay. Um, and I began to see some friends and how they were using their digital devices. And there were some specific people that I thought, man, I hope I am not like that person. Right? <laughs> I, the, the, that, that individual is always staring at their phone. I'm trying to have a conversation with them and there's just, just nothing. And um, of course, I, the, the more I saw the speck in their eye, the more I noticed the log in mine. That's the way it works. And I realized, man, I... I don't like who I'm becoming, the way I'm using my digital devices. And, and if, if, if I continue these habits for the next 10 years, I'm not sure I'm going to like who I become. And so um, mm. I just kept wrestling with that. As I formulated the paper, it sort of began to fall into these five questions that, that we got to, that I, I organized it around. And, um, but again, that, that's, that's where it began. It began as a paper really turned into a self-examination. Um, and even now, as I'm, I'm reading, the, continuing to read theology, I'm continuing to think through digital devices in light of the person and work of God. Mm. And how, how, does, how does my theology shape this? And um, it's, uh, it's being received well. I mean, guys like you are very encouraging in, in the need for a book like this. And um, one of my hopes is that it's, it's an accessible primer. Right. Yeah. It's it's not a 300 page um, or 500 page. Tony Ranky. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, although I have I have tremendous respect for Ranky. I his his book God Technology and the Christian Life came out like two or three weeks after um, ten of those gave me the final edition of my book, and I thought I'm glad it came out after because if it came out before, I would I just keep working on my own in light of what he wrote. I, I think he's I think he's great, but. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a hundred page primer. You know, my, my hope is that it serves self-examination and kind of a God honoring treatment, maybe an ethic of, of how we use digital devices. It's mm. really good, brother. Yeah. I, I liked it. And then when I got it, the publisher, as we were joking, the publisher, uh, you had like, I don't know, 30 or something of endorsements. It's, I did. I got as many as I could. And I got, <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a bad idea. And so then, then I had to laugh and I laughed with you, you know, not at you, but with you. And uh, we had a good a little laugh over, you know, I get this copy. And usually when you endorse a book, guys, you, you get, you know, a complimentary copy from the publisher. And so I got this copy. And so I'm looking for my endorsement and it's not there. I'm like, but why did, why did you send me the letter? So it was, anyway, it was a, it was a fun little thing. Well, I, I, I've been really impressed with 10 of those publishing and I imagine, I don't, I don't know how it works, but I, I, I imagine I made them work with the number of endorsement addresses I gave them to send copies to. So I'm, I'm really appreciative. You, you were a really helpful voice in this project for me. So um, mm. even if it's not in print, man, I hope, I hope you know how appreciative I am Thank of you, your man. endorsement. Thank you, brother. Yeah. This is like you're saying, though, about the book. This is a really important subject. And and one of the things I one of the reasons I want to talk about it with you is that, you know, we don't talk enough about this kind of subject. There's 
There's so few resources out there. And then even fewer, probably fewer resources, and you would know better than I would, just fewer resources in general on this topic geared towards the person in the pew. And that's where I think this book really shines the most is, I mean, we just need more resources, period, towards the person. But we need especially resources helping Christians think about how are they using their digital, you know, how are they using their phone? And then how are they using their, their uh, how are they using social media on their phone? And, you know, the whole gamut. I mean, you talk about guys struggling with pornography and women struggling with pornography and using their, you know, Kindle device maybe or, or the on and on. And so, you know, like we were talking about before we recorded, this is a discipleship issue. So I really it is. It. It is absolutely. And, and I, I saw that as a pastor. Um, I'm seeing it as a dad. Again, 15 and 12 year old and digital devices are part of our life. They, they just are. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, I want to handle I want to handle them well. Yeah. How, how does uh, biblical wisdom apply to using our digital devices? So biblical wisdom, it applies to us, right? And everything to which we put our hands, right? Including our digital devices. So if biblical wisdom applies to me as a person, well, then it's going to apply to um, my devices. It's going to, to apply to my car. If uh, it's going to apply to, to every, everything I own and have. Um, I think it was uh, Tim Challies that says, you know, it's, it's not just us, not just our bodies, but it's every extension of our bodies. Um, so just as, uh, just as biblical wisdom applies to how we use our tongues, right? It tells you there are times to speak up and times to shut up. Um, so it applies to our devices, right? There, there are times to use your device and times to not use your device. And so I, I don't think, I'm not a proponent of you need to use your device less, period or you need to use your device more, period. I think biblical wisdom says, okay, here's why you might need to use your device more. Here's why you might need to use it uh, less. And, and I, I don't think this is a new question, right? I think this, every generation has to ask this about the popular tools of, of their day and ask, okay, is this wise for me to use? Um, so I, I, think, I think biblical wisdom applies to us using our digital devices as it says, okay, let me lay out the way of, the wisdom, a way of wisdom and the way of folly. And um, let's, let's see how you walk, you know, see how you, see how you use this device you've got access to. Yeah. So then it's a matter of our practice yeah. of, of our faith. How are you working it out? And the Bible yep. has a lot of, lot to say about that as we both know. I think it does. It does. Yeah. A buddy of mine used to put it this way. He said, good theology leads to good doxology leads to good ethics. And I always thought that was helpful. Good, good theology, right? Thinking about God leads to the right worship of God, leads to the right living before God. Mm. Well, how do, how, how does that work when I have a device in my hands? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We have a rule in our house, uh, especially around meals. My wife and mm. I do, where we will not bring out our phones. Yeah, and yeah. That's she'll, a good she'll uh, she'll she'll tell me. Hey, your phone's out, huh? So you're mm -hmm. looking at your phone. Yeah. And yeah. I know what that means. I know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put, your, yeah. Put, that, put that stupid thing away. Yep. Get it out of, get it out of here. Right. So, right. But, you know, we, I'm guilty, you know, in, in the world. It just, uh, it used to be worse, much worse. Mm. Scrolling, I had to stop scrolling. 
because I would get so discouraged. So if, if yeah. you're a if you're a scroller, stop that. Stop. Right. What's wrong with you? As RC would say, what's wrong with you people? What's wrong? That's right. That's right. Yep. I'll take that. Apply it to that. Okay. What's wrong yeah. with you? Stop it. Just yeah. stop it. Okay. Yep. But we're having we're having a little fun too with that. But but seriously, it's it is. It, it is a a time killer. It's, a, mm. it's something that will just eat away at you, you know. Um, so it's really good. Well, what are some of the some of the ways our our digital devices are harming ourselves and our marriages? Well, you you just gave a prime example, right? The dinner table is is such a um, such a moment, right? And I I think it's on the flip side of that. Okay, so you've got a device that can. Um, that can discourage community around the dinner table. Uh, but at the same time, we can imagine a teenage girl whose best friend uh, just moved across the country and she's sitting at that dinner table with her family and she's looking at her phone and her family thinks you're totally disconnected from us. But what if she's connected to that friend who just moved across, across the country? Is the, is the device a good thing that's protecting and saving our relationship? Or is it a bad thing that's discouraging our relationship? Well, it depends on how you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think our, our devices are sort of like an all-you-can-eat buffet, right? They, they lay before us an abundance of options. And, and it's up to us how much we eat and what we eat, right? What, what, we, what we go to and what we get, go for seconds. And um, so like you just mentioned scrolling, I'm, I'm right there with you. Man, I, if I'm not careful, I can... I'll blink and an hour has gone by and I've done nothing but scroll through Twitter and I'm nothing but more discouraged. Um, uh, So that's one of the reasons like right now I've deleted all social media apps from my phone. I've got them on my computer. I mean, I'm still active, but um, I just found myself scrolling too much. So I think uh, one of the most fundamental ways it's, it's impacting us is it's laying out these countless options and opportunities and on the one hand, we, we might be tempted to think, okay, that's that's good, right? I can know more than I've ever been able to know, and I can know it faster than I've ever been able to know it. Um, but sometimes that's not good, right? Maybe we're not meant to have unhindered access to all the information on the internet, right? Um, maybe there are images and things that I have no business seeing. Um, yeah. So um, I think... I think it's, it's, our minds are already crowded, right? And, and um, when I sit down at the table with my wife and my kids, my mind already has a million things going on. I don't need a device to remind me, oh, there are 10 million other things you can worry about too. Um, or when I, when I go to sleep, same, same thing. So um, our, our digital devices, I do think, I think they're built with an end in mind, right? They're built with biases and goals and none of our digital devices are using an operating system that's aimed at our godliness. Right? None of them are built to say, you know what? I hope Dave is more like Christ as a result of this, you know, uh, upgrade to his iPhone or whatever the case might be. <laughs> same, like, so I, same thing. I've got to be careful, man. How, how do I, how do I use this and, and how's it impacting me and be aware that it's, it's not after my godliness. Um, it's, it's not, that's not what it's aiming for. And so oh, the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. And now, I mean, you think about Instagram and how it has redefined beauty and, um, 
And now not only am I looking for the perfect light, you know, for that selfie, but now I've also got a hundred different um, filters that I can select from. And I'm like, oh man, what, you know? Yeah, um, I'm I'm very concerned just on that point about Instagram, especially. I'm very concerned about what it's doing to the average guy and in the church that you know is already struggling with pornography, and um, it's something that you know I used to write for Covenant Eyes and used to speak mm-hmm. out a lot about. And uh, it's it's probably one of the biggest issues that in my email box and just talking to guys in general, guys on the writing team at Servants of Grace. And so on and so forth, because, I mean, it, it's such an issue. We don't need less conversation. We actually need more conversation. Mm. Um, and, and we need to, one of, the, one of the things that I try to do when somebody shares, especially with me, I'll just try, we're, I know we're going to go to the gospel here in a minute, but I'll just take him, I'll just sit there and listen and then I'll remind him, well, you already know this truth. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't already know, um, but, but you know, that, that shows that you care. And, and so much of that is they're already guilty. So if you lay down the law with them and you tell them, Hey, you know, you really are as bad as you think you are, you know, <laughs> that's not, they're not going to open up and share with you. Right. You, you know, we both know that. And, uh, but it, it doesn't legitimize their sin either. Cause you, you do have to come back and talk to them about their, their sin and their struggle, but just going to Instagram, it's just, it's, it's such an issue. And, you know, it just sucks you down. It, you know, it's so easy to go to that search function and, and, and I'm guilty of it too, uh, looking at the sports and the uh, everything. And, and then you get sucked in and it's the allurement and the pictures and the, you know, it, it's enticing. It can, but it, it'll lead you to absolute destruction. So yeah. Chris Martin's book terms of service is piercing in this regard. Uh, he just exposes uh, the downside to, the social media apps we use. I got to talk to a room full of teenagers the other day about social media and the gospel. Um, And it was fast. I mean, sixth through 12th graders, it was fascinating to just hear them, how they're thinking about social media and just what they assume to be good for them. Um, You know, what what do you mean? It's, it's, it's the latest upgrade. Of course it's good for me. No, 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 no. Hold on. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. How does the gospel? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no I'm good. I'm, yep, that was it. Oh, how does the gospel uh, reorient our perspective towards our engagement with digital devices? Well, the gospel reminds us that we are not our own, right? We, we've been bought with a price, and therefore we should glorify God with our bodies and every extension of those bodies, including our devices. Um, so on the one hand, the, the, the gospel confronts my temptation to worship my devices with a doctrine of sin. And it reminds me, um, hold, hold on, you were created in the image of a righteous and holy God. You're accountable to him. And you are not only accountable to him, you're guilty before him. Um, and so you're, you're tempted to look for righteousness in a device. You're not going to find it in a device. You're, you're tempted. Um, don't forget the doctrine of sin applies to how you use this device and the person who created this device. Mm. Um, so all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, hold on. I can't just assume that I'm using it well. And I can't just assume that because it's new, it's good for me. Um, 
I can't just assume that, you know, um, every digital device and every, every app should be downloaded. But the gospel also confronts my temptation to worship my device with the glory of Christ. And says, not only this, this device cannot, um, uh, you can't find your righteousness in this device, but you can find your righteousness. You can find it in Christ. And so um, the gospel constantly calls me away from this device and back to the glory of Christ. And um, as good and as exciting as the upgrades are to, to my devices, uh, the glory of Christ is far better. Right. I think about the um, expulsive power of a new affection. Um, man, when I am when I am delighting in Christ, um, I am I'm far less tempted to look for my righteousness in my device um, mm. or my satisfaction in my device. And um, of course, that's if you're anything like me, that's far easier said than done. <laughs> Right. And I keep going back to that empty cistern and saying, oh, let me let me drink just a little bit more. Maybe, maybe you know, um, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's turn again to Christ. So, so I think the gospel, it reminds me, um, A, that I'm accountable to God. I'm made in his image. I'm accountable to him. It reminds me of a doctrine of sin, not only a doctrine of sin, but the reality uh, of sin in my own heart. Um, it reminds me of the glory of Christ, my righteousness. And it, it reminds me of uh, a, a better way that, that a device cannot, cannot lead me to. Mm. Um, so I think the gospel reorients our perspective towards our engagement with digital devices if we're intentional. Uh, fire emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That was, that was really good, brother. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's a matter of intentionality. Mm. Uh, are you going to... You're going to use, and I appreciate the balance because it's not just a either or, it's a both and. It's a matter of stewardship is a both and issue. It's And it's an issue of the heart. So how are you going to utilize the time that God gave you? And then uh, what are you going to do with that time? Are you going to use it for God's glory and to help other people? Or are you going to use it to, you know, blast off on people and set set the world on fire on the internet because you you know how to use your words and um, in a persuasive way, you know, I could be, I could be that guy so easily. I mean, so, so it's, it's scary. And um, it's scary to me how easy that I could do that. And, and, uh, but, but it's, it's a matter of, it's a matter of reminding ourselves, Hey, we have, we sometimes to be provocative is okay. So I'm not against that to, to say something in a, in a compelling and a provocative way. But just reminding myself that if I do that, uh, there's going to be a consequence. Yeah. So, so there's going to be there's going to be a lot of comments, and there's going to be a lot of feedback, and then realizing, okay, a lot of people are going to probably like this and click it and whatever, and then my phone's going to blow up, and then I'll be answering emails. So remembering that too, but also remembering that. I could probably say it in another way that is just as helpful mm-hmm. and it might not get as many likes, but it'll be just as good. And, and, and just thinking about it, it's like a uh, dust. We were, we, you know, we both appreciate Dustin Bedge and if you mm-hmm. follow Dustin on, but he talks about this too. Is it useful? Is it helpful? Is it, is it, is it going to build up? Is it going to edify? Is it going to encourage? And um, these kind of questions in the back of our mind, they're, they're biblically rooted questions. They're rooted in texts. And it reminds us that, you know, like you said, we're, we're going to be accountable for how we use it. 
We're going to yep. be accountable, Scripture says, for every idle word of our minds. And that, guess what? Yeah. It includes our fingers. It does. It <laughs> does. Yep. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Your thumbs as well as your tongue yeah. will, uh, will be part of that conversation. Yeah. I mean, all, every deed, right? So, right. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm right there with you, man. If I, I you know, I, I, I let me let you feel the fury of my tweets. Right. <laughs> oh, hold on, Jeff. You know, you are not that big a deal. And, um, I, if, if I'm tempted to, to, to tweet or post something in all caps, that's a, that's, a, that's a red flag for me. <laughs> don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, yeah. I've got a few friends that uh, I can text things that I want to post mm. that I don't need to post. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, we can engage and say, "Man, that was really funny. That would have been a horrible post." <laughs> yeah. Between the two of us, yeah, you know. Yeah, I have I have that too. And then and then I'll get a text from a friend that like, "Man, you were really on fire today. What what's up?" And I'm like, I just wanted to light it on fire. Like, <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. My wife's always like, when you do that, just be mindful. You know what's going to happen, yeah. you know? But it's so good. Like what you're saying, having friends that you can share with, um, that's something, you know, I'll, I'll, my wife and I, Joey, our friend Joey will laugh, laughs at when I tell him this. We actually, my wife's in IT, so she uses Microsoft Teams. So I'll be, I, she's upstairs. She works remotely. And then I'm downstairs off the kitchen. And so we, we text each other. Well, we'll message each other over Microsoft Teams. So often if I have something really explosive, the bomb to post, I'll, I'll text her. She's like, I'm like, what do you think of this? She's like, no. Or right. she'll be like, yeah, I like that. And she'll heart it. And uh, so. Gives you a nice little filter there, you know. To yeah, help. yeah, yeah. Because oh, okay. otherwise sometimes uh, I stopped watching the news for this reason too, because mm. When I, when I used to watch the the news every night, I had to always be, I, I get myself in a lot of trouble, but uh, I stopped doing, watching the news for this reason. So I stopped commenting on whatever the news was talking about because I get excited about it and be like, oh, sure. I want to, you know, and, but we need that. We need that accountability. We need other friends that, hey, you know, I think you were kind of dumb there. Like you, yeah. you were saying uh, to say, hey, I don't think you should post that or you should delete that. My wife's told me, no, you delete that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the algorithms are built to be divisive. I mean, the, the, you know, they, um, if it's divisive, it's gonna get more traction. It just is. And so that's, you know, how, how do we, how do we interact with an algorithm that promotes divisiveness and contention when we're obeying a word that says, do not be contentious. Yeah, I, that's I, you know, yeah, that's yeah. that's where we're at. That's why we've got to navigate this. Yeah, um, sure. easier said than done, at least for me. Yeah, me too, brother. Me too, and probably everybody listening to this, you know, yeah. just have to. I think the the key is to think about it. You know, like yeah. you're saying, think about how you're using it, and 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 like you might be listening or watching this and think, hey, you know, we're we're just talking about this in a we're talking about this in a general way because, like. You've got to think. You've got to think about how it specifically applies to you, yep. and and just to be clear about that, because I, I don't want anybody to to list that listens or watches this show, um, maybe in their church they're they're told, hey, this is how you specifically take this. But I think a better way is say, here's generically the principles, and then here's take it, think about it, 
and apply it to your life. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's a better approach. And yeah. So that's something I try to do um, just, just on this show in general and writing. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it's, it's, it's hard because you, on, on the one hand, there are issues about which we must speak and we cannot be silent. Um, but there are other issues about which wisdom is going to say, no, nah, you should prob- probably be silent on that. And um, uh, so I, just being careful in not judging my brother or sister's silence in, in a negative light. Um, Mm. Uh, you know, when they choose not to post on a given topic, it may not be because they don't care. You know, it, it may be because they're choosing not to post on social media about that topic. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a good, that's a really good word, you know, because, you know, there'll be times when, you know, I'll read posts and I'm like, Hey, you know, you don't know that person. Maybe, maybe the other, the other opposite of that is maybe they're not knowledgeable enough sure. to speak to that. And it's actually mature to give each other grace and say, hey, that person wasn't, didn't know enough about that topic. And so, like, I had to educate myself about CRT and intersectionality and all that mm-hmm. so that I could speak to it just because sure. of the issue of it and how it is an issue. And so, so that I could interview people about it and not right. sound like a complete doofus, you right. know? Right. Because, uh, yeah. And it's so, yeah, that is, of many, that's a complex, I mean, it's, there's some nuances there that I'm sure you, you have to understand and you can't tweet nuance. You just can't, you know? Um, so, so every summary, 280 characters, or whatever, it's going to fail the subject at some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Don't, don't break my, sometimes I'll say it whenever I do posts, I'm like, don't break my example. Please. <laughs> mm, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just, just, just allow the, let the example just to be there and, you right. know, just, just leave it alone. <laughs> yep. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about technology. What, what exactly is the proper place for, for us as Christians with technology? So I, I think technology's proper place is as a servant and not as a master. Um, so, does it serve me? Does it serve God's purposes in my life? Or does it have mastery over me? Is it, is it something, how quickly can your phone or your device get your attention? Um, is a question sometimes I'll try to ask myself. Like I, I, I think it's called phantom buzzing, right? Your phone didn't buzz, but you felt it buzz. And you think, you know, um, that's, that's, that might not be a good thing, Jeff. Let's, you know, if you're uh, feeling things that aren't, aren't there. Um, so what is the what is the role? What is its proper place? Um, I think Andy Crouch uh, touches on this in his book, The TechWise Family, TechWise Life. He's, he's uh, written written on this, but um, I ask questions like, okay, does it help me in my pursuit of holiness? Mm. Does it help me think God's thoughts and feel as God feels? I use that term carefully. Um, uh, does it help me in my love of God? Does it help me in my love of neighbor? Right. Does this is this device serving me or does it have mastery over me? So when I think about the question, what's the proper place? That distinction of is it a servant or is it a master is a helpful part of that conversation. Yeah, that's 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 good, brother. Yeah. And the Bible has a lot to say about that. It, it does. It does. I, you know, um, and again, the more you start to think about it and the more you read it, especially the book of Proverbs, you just can't get away from it. Just can't get away from it. And so um, there are some times when I think, okay, 
for example, I'm going into a Sunday morning church gathering. I, I don't know that I need my phone with me. It's proper place might be in my glove compartment in the car. And I'm going to leave it there for the next hour and a half. And, and I, I don't need it. Um, uh, there are other places where I know the proper place is it needs to be on the table or, you know, so it, it is situational, but it's a, an application of biblical wisdom, like you said. Hmm. No, that's that's really good. I keep my phone in my pocket and then my wife will look at me if I bring it out. She's like, that's right. Are you are you going to are you going to use that? to open your Bible app or are you going to open Facebook and then, you know what? I'm guilty. Okay. I'll just raise my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm the, I'm, I'm bad at don't practice what I preach, but like, you know, I think, I think putting it in the glove box is a good idea. Although I might forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, I I might too. Yeah. And there have been times when like, I, okay, I I worked hard when our boys are young, my wife was at home with the boys and I'd come home and I, I would have to make sure that I left my phone in my glove compartment. um, Because when I walked through that door, my job was not to look at my phone, right? My job was to serve my wife and my boys. And in order to do that, well, I needed to put the phone away. And um, so that was one example of all right in this season i'm not taking the phone i'll go back out and get it later but um for the next hour or so it's it's not around that's a good word brother it's really what are some helpful benefits of a digital sabbath well there are some basic benefits such as seeing and hearing those beauties you have otherwise missed so if i'm looking at if i'm looking at my phone uh, or my digital device, I'm going to miss a lot of the beauties around me, the, the, the trees, the birds, the, the, the beauty of, of nature. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to hear things that, that, that I get to hear. I, one of my favorite things is going out on our back porch in the morning. I'll take my Bible, make sure I don't take my phone out there. Um, so I'm using a, pay, a, a physical Bible, right? Not, not in that um, for this. And I'll hear the birds chirping and, and I love it. I love it. Just remind it. So a digital Sabbath, I put the phone away or I take a break from the digital device and I begin to see and hear things I had otherwise missed. Um, and then there are spiritual benefits, you know, for your soul as well. You, you begin to kind of detox uh, from, from the information intake that you've, you've been having. Um, yeah. Walter Chantry in his book uh, called The Sabbath of Delight uh, points out that God made the Sabbath for our good. Right? So, man, let, let me take this take this spiritual discipline seriously um, and let me apply it to my digital devices. Let me put them away. You're going to even find non-Christian people in Hollywood that are um, advocating for digital Sabbaths. Mm, that's right? what you're saying. It is. It is. I mean, they have, they have no, there's no desire for godliness there, but they're <laughs> no. still, there's just seeing, there's a simple wisdom in unplugging. Well, how much more so the Christian, right? Who belongs to God and who knows that we look not just to what is seen, but to what is unseen. Um, well, man, let, let me put my phone away and take a digital Sabbath and let me commune with my father. Yeah. There's there's a lot of wisdom in that, um, you know. Put my phone away and I read and whatever, and put it away. Especially, I'm an advocate for if the per, if a guy is struggling with, you know, porn, especially at night. Night is mm-hmm. time. 
Yeah. Uh, put it in your, put it downstairs, put it on the yep. island or yep. uh, give it to your wife and put it somewhere. Where yeah. Go to Walmart, get an old does. school alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even a, even a dumbed down phone, you know, right. dumb down your phone. There's a lot of ways to do that, but you know, um, just making sure that you're protecting yourself, you know, and guarding your heart that requires, as you've said multiple times, intentionality. And, uh, but yeah, like just taking the time to rest and relax and getting away from that. I mean, and then there's, then there's one time I'm interviewing Rosaria Butterfield and she says, Dave, you need to repent. And I'm like, okay, so what did I do? She says, you, you, you need to be, you need to repent and get off social media because it's idolatry. And it was like, yes, ma'am. Rosaria is like, uh, if you're listening to this, Rosaria, I love you. Thank you. You're a blessing. But, you know, uh, she scare me. <laughs> she does. She's just like the grandma. And, uh, you know, you can laugh at that. So uh, nothing but nothing but love and appreciation. But, you know, it, it was she told me that one time. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm slightly afraid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <what's laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So but uh, it is interesting when other people begin to speak in real life into our social and into our digital, the way we use social media, because we're so tempted to disconnect social media from real life that when somebody says, Hey, I saw the way you, you tweeted that, or you posted that it's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. these two worlds can interact. Like, how does this, what? Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of wisdom, like you're saying in inviting people to hold you accountable. Yeah. I have people at church. I'll ask them, mm. I'll say they'll like my post. I'm like, so do you, do you like what I post? Or sometimes I'll ask that. And I'm like, I know that I need to like hold bated breath. They're like, no, I, I think what you post is great. And I, I'm thankful that you do share what you do and how you do it. And and just I just have thought a lot about that, about how we how we're to speak the truth and love. I, and I remember uh, one time I'm leading this small group in Idaho and I remember asking people, do you know so and so and so forth? And and uh, they said, nope. Do you know such and such website? Nope. Nope. I don't know who that is. I mean, we're talking like guys, like they don't know who John Piper is. They don't know. Who, oh yeah. They don't know Desiring God. They don't know yeah. TGC. They don't know anything. And uh, they don't care about how many downloads or clicks or, whatever, <laughs> or right, views yeah. or whatever. They, yeah. they sure, but they sure do care about me. And, and it finally hit me. Mm-hmm. I better not even be talking about that. I better just be humble about it mm-hmm. and just be thankful. Yeah, and got the lesson yeah. pretty loud and clear. It was a good lesson because I definitely didn't, at that time talk too much about it. Right. So. Yeah, that's that's an important lesson to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, brother, how does the biblical categories of wisdom and folly relate to our digital devices? Well, if, if we think and, and believe, OK, the way uh, the way of wisdom leads to life and the way of folly leads to death then we can, we can draw some, some implications. I, I don't think that there's a third or a neutral way, right? I'm either, I'm always either walking in wisdom or walking in folly. Um, likewise, again, if we're drawing implications, likewise, I'm always leveraging my device either in wisdom or in folly. I'm, I'm always scrolling either in wisdom or in folly. Um, so I think, okay, if, um, 
if you have lady wisdom in the Proverbs calling to, to us, lady wisdom's warning us as we looking, as we look at our phones and lady wisdom is warning us as face recognition logs us in, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I, um, I'm curious as to why Apple decided to send out screen time reports on Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, like it's, uh, how many Christians are saying, yep, I right, need to go to, Go repent now, right? Now. Um, <laughs> a lot. So, so wisdom is is not merely worldly wisdom, but it's it's biblical wisdom. God at the center of, you know, how am I relating to this digital device? And um, these categories, they I think they call us to repentance and to move forward in faith uh, to see. Okay, I've I've been the digital fool. I have been, and I, I need to repent of that and move mm. forward in faith and new obedience and uh, walk in wisdom. All right, well, let me open up my Bible and uh, apply it to my phone and my devices and let me move forward in, in obedience. Mm. That'll preach, brother. Mm. All, the, yeah. all day long. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's, um, I th- like you said, uh, I think at the beginning, you, this is a discipleship issue and it's not going anywhere. I mean, um, the, the, none of us know the future of technology and, um, we're only going to get new and better and faster devices. And, and, and so, we're only going to get more creative in how we sin on them too. We, that's yeah. Oops. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> there <go> again. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, so let's tread carefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, brother, how should we utilize our digital devices when engaging on social media? So, a simple maybe answer is um, right it, it, in obedience to God's command to have dominion for his glory. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we should do. And, and most of this, um, I don't remember if it was before we started recording in our conversation, but you, you said a lot of your conversations with guys, uh, you're not telling them what they don't already know. You're reminding them of what they do know. And same, same thing here. Um, we need to we need to apply what we know, what we know to be true. And so when I'm engaging on social media, let, okay, let me remember, I'm accountable to a holy and righteous creator. Um, the doctrine of sin is not just a, an idea. It's a reality in my own heart. So as, as I respond, as I feel myself getting angry at that post, doctrine of sin is well at work, mm. right? Um, and when I find myself getting angry at the, a headline, a lot of times, I don't even read the article. I just read the headline and I'm angry. Um, well, Jeff, then the, the headline worked. It did exactly what the guy that crafted or the, the woman that crafted the headline wanted it to do. It gotcha, man. Hook worked. Um, so, so let me remember the doctrine of sin. Let, let me remember the, the glory of Christ and, and the hope I have of, uh, of redemption and restoration. And so um, social media We've, we've got to be careful with the social part. Um, you know, I think we assume that just because it's social, it must be good. Yeah. Uh, well, may, maybe not, maybe <laughs> not. You know, there, there are some, there are some people with whom I'm not meant to be social, you know, and, and some people that I'm not meant to be in relationship with and, um, the Lord intends it that way. Um, so let, let me, tr- let me tread carefully. Let me yeah. tread carefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's a good word. It's a good word. You know, I call people that want to go on social media and they, 
No, they, you know, I'm about probably about to say, but the keyboard, I call them keyboard ninjas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're like, <laughs> I'm behind a computer. And guess what? You will hear what I have to say. Because guess right. what? I'm in my mom's basement and, you know, I don't have a job, but you know what? I That's have an right. opinion and you're going to hear it. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm, and I'm having a little bit of fun with that. You know, when I say that, I'm not trying to be insulting to anybody, but, um, but, but making a very serious point that as Christians, if you, if you can't, if you're a Christian and you're saying things that you would never say to somebody's face, then like you said earlier, shut up, you know, and it's not it, saying shut up. is not to be mean, but it's to get you to, some shock value to get you to think about hey look you're saying something that you would never say to another person but you're saying it over a keyboard and there's no difference mm-hmm. some people think honestly truthfully they think there is a difference so i'll say whatever i want to say over you know social media but i would never say it to somebody's face yep. and that i think becomes a matter of well depending on what it is it could be a sin Mm-hmm. at that point you know yeah well we get to the end of job and, and what does job do I, I lay my hand upon my mouth well you know i i think in it, as we on that final day um remember some of the foolishness and sinfulness which flew from our keyboards well, we're not gonna just gonna lay our hands upon our mouths but upon our keyboards and say man can i take it back you know um into yeah. that yeah yeah i'm right just, there with you yeah and and remember the imperative the infusions 415 we're not supposed to just speak mm-hmm. the truth it's supposed to be in love yeah yeah and what is the love part we've received love mm-hmm. you know we believe love it's a, it's the love is actually if you go look at it, it's a cardinal virtue in the new testament mm-hmm. at the head of the list in the fruit of the spirits is love mm-hmm. as paul talked about after he gives the gives the gospel in first Corinthians, that theological chapter in first Corinthians, he talks about love at the very mm-hmm. end yeah faith hope and love yeah i mean so we've been we've received love we've we've believed in the one who's come and paid that penalty in our place and for our sin it had nothing to do about with us because we didn't deserve it we didn't merit it uh, it was given to us on account of of the love of the i mean the whole tr- we could even go here to the the whole trinity Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was an act of it was an act of love yeah and so it yeah. came on a, on a mission so i think we reflect that in our social media our use of social media uh, in wisdom and in witness you know is the tone of my feed one of one of god honoring love you know it does it does it point people to christ crucified for our sins um I mean, you think of the theologians throughout church history who would say, whoa, whoa, you can communicate with the world from the palm of your hand. And and they would say, what a what an opportunity. Um, So let's let's leverage. I'm with Tony Ranke, uh, you know, as a tech optimist. Um, I I think the Lord is using uh, technological advances. And I think I think social media is a great platform for gospel advancement. Again, if we're intentional, mm. if we're intentional. And if we're not, let's repent. Let's mm, absolutely. Let's absolutely. Be, let's be really honest about that. So where can people go to find you on social media or otherwise? 
Sure. So I, I am active, uh, fairly active on, on social media. Um, Jeff Mingi, M-I-N-G-E-E, J-E-F-F, M-I-N-G-E-E. That's, um, that's my Twitter handle, Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, I have not, I have not jumped into TikTok. Not there, not there. Um, I won't do it either. So don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or, um, listeners can email me jwmingi at gmail.com. I'm, I'm not, not, I don't think too hard to get in touch with. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Well, you know, there's a lot that we can talk about, about this. And we really, as I always say, scratch the surface. Uh, do you have any, do you have any takeaways for us, brother? Sure. So I think it's important for us to remember that we are accountable to God and this calls us to obedience in how we use our devices. So let's, let's live before the face of God. Let's, let's live well in, in light of uh, who God is. And um, if you, if you're in Christ, you no longer belong to yourself, but to Christ. So glorify him in your bodies and with your devices. You have too much joy. Uh, offered to you to spend your days in uncontrolled and unintentional use of your devices. So go and, and live well. Mm, that's a good word, brother. Well, guys, we've been talking today with uh, Jeff Mengi about his book, Digital Dominion, Five Questions Christians Should Ask to Take uh, Control of Their Digital Devices. I encourage you to pick up this. As he said, primer, it's a good one. It's really helpful. Uh, go and check it out. So thank you, brother, for joining us today. Dave, thanks so much. Honored to be on it. Uh, appreciate you and your ministry. Thank you, brother. You too. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.